Hello and welcome to episode 205 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Coming up today, I'm looking at edible flowers. A bit of a different thing to grow. Uh, something that might keep my wife a bit happier and give her something pretty to look at. I don't know. But be me being me, they've got to be edible. So uh, that's what I'm going to look at. I'm just doing some research online and coming up with a list. While I uh, pop that together, why don't you go and have a look at what I've been doing over the last week and what the Plant Grow Harvest Calendar from the RHS suggests for the tip of a week. Today is Tuesday the 22nd of January and today I finished work early. So early in fact that it was still light when I got home and I felt I had to make the most of this light. So upon getting home I let the chickens out the run and into the vegetable patch to do their thing that they do there. And while they were enjoying their freedom out there I decided to turn my attention to my herb pots. Now these are my collection of herbs that I kept just outside my back door, which is also just outside my kitchen. And these herbs are a collection of sage, rosemary, bay, uh, and in the warmer months there'll be basil and other things like that out there. They were in need of a bit of a, a weeding, a bit of a tidy up. So I cleared out a lot of the weeds or all the weeds I should say actually (laughs) and then I cut back some of the dead material these stems that have just gone old and dry cut those away uh, and that's just tidied those up quite a bit but what I did notice and found very very surprising was that my large mint pot it contains a variety of garden mint and well this mint is growing And I'm particularly surprised about that because it normally dies back around this time, which is why I took root cuttings a few weeks back uh, in order to provide myself with mint over winter. I didn't need to do that, but I couldn't predict that. Yeah, so I was really surprised with that. Now, I also have a couple pots of apple mint, which are outdoors, and they have died back. So they're not going to do anything anyway. But this garden mint, it's just really, really surprising. Normally around this time, I would have expected it to die back so quite shocking really Uh, if anybody else has found that this year let me know i'd love to hear if it's unusual for me or what well today is saturday the 26th of january and i got up this morning as i do every morning as i'm sure you imagine um but anyway i headed to a diy shop first of all to buy some timber in order to build my trellis at home which i've been talking about quite a bit lately haven't i uh to be honest I don't know why I didn't buy the timber online. I think it would have been a lot easier. I tend to buy a lot of things online these days. Um, So why I didn't, I don't know. Um, Anyway, I I bought the timber and then on the way back, I stopped off at the allotment just for an hour to do a bit of weeding and harvested some cabbage and potatoes. Now, I suspect that's... I suspect that's the only time I'm going to get down the allotment this week um, due to various reasons. So not really got much more to add to that, but that's all I've done on the allotment. Anyway, after that I returned home and I put together the timber that I brought earlier 
to make the trellis. Now this is going at the very uh, back of my veg pot in in the um, in the bed that I've been talking about that I built recently as a way of um, making things look look a bit tidier. Uh, and I built this bed a few weeks ago, as, as I said earlier. And I wanted to trellis at the back so I could grow my tabries up. I've been searching around for trellis, but I just found the cost of it to be pretty expensive, actually. And um, I couldn't get it in the size that I wanted. And in transporting it was another problem as well. So I decided to make my own using 19mm by 32mm timber. And I've made this trellis to the size that I wanted it. I think it'll be stronger and thicker than any trellis I could buy. And it only cost me 20 quid in total, which is a saving, I think, of about 15 quid, which I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. Uh, and I'm pretty handy with uh, drill and things, so it was easy for me to build. And I just simply screwed the timber, first of all, horizontally uh, at 30 centimetre intervals, and then uh, vertically at 30 centimetre intervals, creating a sort of 30 centimetre by 30 centimetre gaps between the trellis, which is what I wanted. Pretty happy with that. It's a pretty decent trellis. It's obviously screwed to the frame that I built a few weeks ago on that bed I've been speaking about. I'm pretty happy with it, actually. As I say, I think it's stronger and going to last longer than anything I built. But after doing that, and I was happy with that, I set about dismantling a pellet pallet. Um, and this is so I could salvage the wood to make signs for the allotment, because I'm looking at doing that a bit more now. At the moment, it's about six o'clock in the evening. I'm just in the potting shed, and I'm just watering my little seedlings. Now, my cauliflower seedlings are not looking that good, to be honest. Everything else seems to be fine. The salad leaves seem a little slow, but I'm not too worried by that. But everything else seems to be doing okay. Now, I'll melt all day tomorrow, which is why I've <laughs> done so much today. Um, so I don't think I'll have anything to add for tomorrow, but let's find out. Well, it's the 28th of January, and I'm back into the studio. I'm just, um, well... I've just released the weekly harvest report, which was a little late this week, and that was because I had one of my headaches yesterday, so I uh, didn't really write up a report. Instead, I put it out today, so at least it did get published. It's better than nothing. On there, we had harvested some potatoes, some eggs, some cabbages, and the usual herbs and salad leaves. So basically, all the usual kind of stuff. Nothing particularly special coming in. But that is now out and released, so please check that out. On the expenditure, now I bought the timber to make my trellis that I spoke about, but I also bought some carrot seeds, and these carrot seeds are able to be used, well, they can be sown now. So I bought those, and we'll see how those go. On the subject of talking of seeds, I didn't sow any seeds this week. Uh, I got a bit behind, but I'll make up for it this week. And that is really bringing the diary up to an end. Um, so let's go have a look at what is in the garden tip for the week. This week in the Plant Grow Harvest Calendar from the RHS, the tip of the week reads, 
As winter flowering shrubs and climbers finish blooming, give them a good prune, cutting right back. Well, when I first read that, I thought that has nothing to do with growing your own food like this calendar is billed as. Then I gave it some thought and thought, actually, it's probably the ideal time to cut right back autumn raspberries. Now, I've got a few of these, so I'll be doing it this weekend. Now I've got that reminder. And those, I just take a good pair of secateurs and cut them off at the base as close to the ground as I can get. Every single autumn flower and raspberry will be done to that and they will sprout back and grow and fruit in the autumn. So nothing more to really say with that. Um, and well, that brings this section to a close really. Next week we of course have the perennial calendar. But before that of course, let's go have a look at some edible flowering or edible flowers. Now for a while I have thought about diving into the world of edible flowers. I don't really normally go into flowers because it's just not my kind of thing. I'm a food grower. However, the idea to grow food in something that doesn't look like food, that looks attractive, it's intrigued me. It's kind of something I'm a likely idea of and I feel my wife would appreciate it a bit more if we had some colour or something that she could appreciate as well. Now, many people might say that the thought of eating flowers does not sound very appetising. And I kind of thought that for a while. But if you think about it, when we eat vegetables, we are eating a plant. So what's the difference? I mean, yeah, it just doesn't seem that far-fetched to me. I also have areas of my garden, such as the area I call a potager. And I'm sure a potager should have some flowers in it. And again, I think my wife would appreciate something that looks good. It also do some good for the wildlife and the birds and bees that come into our garden. That sort of thing. So there's many, many benefits. There's also the benefit of it being edible. And there are many flowers that when used as companion plants can help our own vegetables grow. Which in my opinion can only be a good thing. Now, I've had a quick search online trying to do some research and it's given me many, many options. And some of these I've actually grown before and have tried and it's kind of reawakened me to try those again. First on my list is actually a very, very easy plant to grow. It's a flowering plant and it's so easy, in fact, that it's often sold as seeds suitable for children. It also grows on my allotment like a weed, which is obviously a good thing. And it's nasturtiums. Nasturtiums is a trailing annual plant, but it has a, when eaten, a spicy peppery taste. It's really nice, actually. The young leaves are, in my opinion, taste the best. They, they're a bit closer to cress in flavour, I would say. But the leaves and the flowers are edible. I actually like to scatter some of the flowers over a salad just to add a bit of colour to the plate. But if you leave the flowers on to go old, uh, where they start to create these big fat green seed balls, well, those seed balls can be used as an alternative for capers quite easily. Pickled, um, they are known as poor man's capers. And again, these are really easy to grow. They can, the seeds can be sown in spring where they are to grow, but they often self-seed where they are as well. And that's what happened down my allotments. The previous tenant grew them and they've self-seeded and they um, grow all over the place now. It's quite nice. I like it though. Uh, they do prefer full sun and well-drained. In the past, I've grown them in hanging baskets and that was very, very successful. So I'd recommend that too. 
Next on my list is another very easy one to grow, and that's French marigold. Now the flowers of these plants are edible, and they kind of taste a bit like tarragon, uh, that spicy kind of tarragon flavour. Although, if you pick the flowers, cut off the white bit, the base bit that's attached to the, the plant, that is quite bitter tasting so i would not recommend that but the rest of the flower is very very edible might be a bit of a faff or a bit of playing around to get it right but it's worth doing again i like to scatter these flowers over salads but also over grilled meats or pizzas or even infuse the flavor into vinegars and sauces the other advantage with french marigold of course is it's known very well as a companion planter it is rumored that the strong smell can repel bugs such as aphids or whitefly and it is also rumoured to enhance the growth of certain crops such as basil, broccoli, cucumbers or even potatoes. Now I have grown these in the past and very successfully and I, I can confirm they are easy to grow and I've also used them among my tomatoes in the past and the tomatoes didn't seem to get much in the way of any bugs but I can't say I really tested it scientifically and whether it's true or not is matter of opinion. Now again, the orange and yellow flowers look quite attractive and they go well in a greenhouse. Uh, again, they're easy to sow in about springtime. I prefer to do them in pots and then just plant them out. Be careful, they may self-seed, but they are an annual, so they will die back over the winter. Now my next choice is a, a plant that I have grown before. and I, In fact, I grew it on my old allotment and I'm trying to think what happened to it. Uh, when I, It came up on the list when I was doing research and I suddenly thought, why haven't I got that anymore? And that's bergamot. Bergamot was an absolute haven for bees they loved it and it had this like ready purpley flower it's really quite attractive bergamot is the key ingredient in a tea known as Earl Grey which I don't I'm not a tea drinker but I know some people go mad for Earl Grey other people say it tastes horrible so matter of opinion but it can also be added to cakes and things to add an interesting flavour and that's what I done with it when I grew it once before it was quite nice we tried making a tea out of it for my wife but it didn't quite work um but yeah I th I'm gonna grow this again I've decided I'm, I'm gonna grow that I really really love to grow this one uh, I think last time I bought a plant from a car boot so I'm gonna try and buy a plant rather than trying to grow it from seed anyway that's my three choices of some edible plants now I'm hoping to concentrate on these three over this year and we'll see how we get on, of course. But if you've got any edible plants that you grow, edible flowers, let me know. And I'd love to hear how you get on with them and what you do with them. Before I close up for this week, I need to mention this week's seed winner. This week it goes to Debbie, who sent me a really lovely email. Thank you so much for your email, Debbie. And I will be in touch for your details in the future. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, if you have, please leave me a review on your podcasting podcatcher site, whatever you may call it. I personally use iTunes. And in fact, I've recently received a couple of reviews on iTunes. And whenever I get reviews like this, I always like to read it out as a kind of thank you. Now, my first review is actually from my mate Skinny Dean Gardner. So thank you, mate. Uh, he says, I'm loving it. Absolutely bang into this podcast following Richard's journey in the allotment is a highlight of the week with honest and informative chat throughout. Some fantastic guests added throughout too. 
Uh, and my next review is from Ionet P1982, who says, I've just discovered this good podcast in the last couple of days. I've been listening to a few and they are very full of good ideas. Well done to Richard and Guest. Well, thank you very much, Ionet too. Really appreciate that feedback. Um, it's really, really um, overwhelming whenever I hear these sort of things because uh, I don't know, I can't explain it, but it's just really humbling anyway. So uh, I've gone bright red now. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap up for this week. Um, next week, I'm heading to CD Sunday, which is a seed swapping event that happens in Brighton very large one uh, if you go in hit me up and let me know uh, and we can perhaps have a chat or so while we are there or you'll probably see me running around with my microphone because i will be podcasting from there of course until next time please take care and i'll speak to you again next time <laughs>